2: This is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen Frogs for Snakes, uh, good luck finding it because it was really difficult to get a hold of this uh, 1998 indie film. Um, But yeah, if you don't want it spoiled, then don't listen to this episode. You've been warned. Don't be a fool. That's all. Thank you. Peace.
1: I hate the word.
0: Corn Hello and welcome to the Mish and Zach's Leguizamo Rama, a podcast where two friends from Melbourne, Australia watch one thing starring their favourite actor in the entire world, Mr John Leguizamo, and talk about it each week. I am one of those two friends. Uh, my name is Zachary Ruane. You might know me from... Uh... When I, I was, you know, from whenever I see uh, people doing the news on location, I will not be silly, but I will just try to walk behind them, close uh, to them, behind them, and back and forth a few times in such a way that it would be a thrill for me if I ever saw it, but I don't watch the news, so I wouldn't. But if they were talking about something really, really serious... I wouldn't be being too disrespectful.
2: But also you would know that if your folks were watching the news and they saw you, it would give them a thrill.
0: Yeah. it's someone, yeah. Or maybe one it's of... It's for
2: other people. It's a selfless act because you're wanting your loved ones to get excited about it.
0: Or maybe like uh, uh, you, our dear listener, um, maybe you might be watching the news and um, you're listening to this podcast so God knows what you're... Viewing and listening habits. Are. <laughs> Maybe you're watching the news And you go, oh, that's Zach From Mission Zach's was And recaps mm. with Mission Zach And you'd go, what a thrill Yeah, so that's exactly. the idea But that. in case they're talking about something Very, very serious I'm not going Because mm. then I don't want to be Seen to be disrespectful to the deceased
2: Yeah, that's fair
0: So you might know me from that situation if you watch the news. Mm. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, compadre, friend, Mm -hmm. who you might know from, Mishwitrop, who you might know from.
2: From I don't walk behind the people who uh, are doing the news on location, Um, but if I ever drive past it, um, I always slow down and try and guess what it is that they're reporting on.
0: Mm, love that.
2: Um, yeah. So, like, if I'm in my car and I drive past a crew of people doing some news, um, I always try and take a guess at it. Um, what love it is that. that they might be up to. And uh, usually it's weather. Usually I come to the conclusion that they're chatting about the weather. Um but I also play that game. Like if I if I'm uh, walking around and I see a couple, mm-hmm. I often think in my head like, how long have they been together?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like, and what is their backstory? Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that game.
0: I love, that game, game. As well. yeah. I love that game. It's a fun game. Yeah, it's good well. to play
2: on transport. Like when you see people on transport, it's it's often I find it more interesting to do it with couples because like you can mm-hmm. go, Ooh, I reckon they've been dating for five months, and he's into it more than her or something like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just had a thought about yeah. when you mentioned those people, like those reporters, and I mentioned those reporters, I did um, with Win News. Win News is the country version of Nine. Um, mm-hmm. Nine is one of the networks in Australia if you're an international listener. And um, so think NBC, ABC, CBS if you're from the US. Think Channel 4 if you're from the UK. And uh I so Win News, local news and I was thrown because um I did 3 days with them and I was thrown because um the lady had a different voice in person. I imagined you would step into a Win News office and it would be like, "Hi Sally, how are you today?" yeah you know. <laughs> is somebody is has somebody finished the instant coffee? You all know you need to finish it. you need to buy the new instant coffee if you finish it that 's right, Trevor. I finished the coffee, <laughs> but we agreed last time that you would buy the new coffee on Tuesdays. Have you been
2: finding lately that Barry is a real cunt? <laughs> I haven't enjoyed Barry for years. I have hated him ever since he took over from Tanya.
0: Barry, <laughs> Stacey, <laughs> I think Barry's coming up the elevator right now and you need to maybe be quiet about him for he might overhear you.
2: Thank you for the heads up there, Trevor. Much appreciated. I'm going to shut the fuck up now as I'd like to keep my job.
0: So that's like I imagined it to be more like that, but it was a mm. little bit more like, um, oh I imagine you're into computer games, you shy long-haired boy that is I'm being <laughs> told has to sit with like come in the car with me I, I imagine you're into <laughs> computer games. I'm like, oh no, not really more into movies oh okay, cool all right um anyway, have we got the camera going is the lighting okay? all right um here we go news as fires break out in the <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck And and I've always wondered, is it like a thing that they just know to do? They see other people do it so they think, if I'm going to be on the news, I have to talk like that? I think it's like a phone
2: voice. I think people who are naturally good at the news, just like people who are naturally good at being on the phone... They have a voice
0: But it's a conscious decision I mean, you're consciously shifting your voice In a very dramatic way Less so on like the, the classy news Like the ABCs mm. ABCs and the and the other ones They don't do it But the the like the network So I'm like, mm. do they consciously just go I'm going to do what they do Because they do it and I get on Or is there like a second year journalism university <laughs> Someone comes in and goes So you've just got to Put your voice right in your nose and just be as, (laughs) like, loud and articulate. Now, say everything like this.
2: (laughs) Maybe it's because that voice, it's hard to to, um, decipher any kind of bias from it, like opinion. Mm. So maybe if you talk a little bit more like this, you can't tell my opinion on this subject. Maybe. Yeah,
0: maybe. So that's what I'm saying. Do they like, teach them that? Do they go? Maybe it's yeah. just got
2: deep, deep roots in tradition. You know what I mean? Like going mm. back to like 1920s radio, like radio news, like this, coming in now we have electricity, Stop! like that.
0: <laughs> you know how they said coming in now we have electricity.
2: <laughs> I don't understand decades, man. I don't get what happened when.
0: But I think it's a very specific yes. thing as well to, like, country news. Like, it's like, the local fate is coming to town. <laughs> I, love like, go- oh my God, I love the... The local fate is coming to town. It's more like that. It's like, I can't do it. It's a hard voice to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would say maybe, like, oh, six years ago, I was driving to Sydney and um, it was in my old car, and I only had a few CDs. This was this was before you could attach your phone to your car and listen to music. You had to mm-hmm. listen to mm-hmm. radio or CDs. And I was over all my CDs because I'd already listened to all of Nick Cave's latest album and uh, Kings of Leon's old albums. And I think that's I bought funny. the Gotye album at that time oh as my well.
0: God, Mish, that's I'd already so listened funny. to all of
2: those. Oh, the Black Keys, I had L. El Camino. I think that was their album. Fucking sick. That's a sick fucking CD. Anyway, um, I ended up listening to country radio, and it was sick. It was so good. They like it was just really entertaining because they must just be like, no one's listening to us here in the middle of nowhere. We, I think people definitely AM radio.
0: People definitely listen, right? But you're only like. A few degrees of separation from anyone listening, so there's this almost this like friend of a friend element, isn't there? Like even yeah. like the big ones, like even the ABCs and everything, it's just like oh g'day there, it's me. Um, uh, at the very least, you know someone who knows me, and we're going to talk about whatever the fuck I want because yeah. you're not going to bitch about me because there's a chance someone will go oh I know him or <laughs> her, yeah.
2: and it's just it's it's like it's it's beautifully lazy. Like, yeah. there's no structure. It's just, but it's it's really nice. It's not lazy. Like, fucking pick up your act. It's lazy in the fuck yeah. Like,
0: I found you get
2: paid to do this fucking drivel
0: because I only really listened to country radio and like occasionally, you know, your, your three trs, three trfm, three mm-hmm. double g, which is you know uh, ninety the eighties, nineties, and today that mm-hmm. sort of um, country commercial, which has a bit of that energy, but that was only ever in buses and stuff. What I listen to, I listen to Triple J, I listen to like, uh, my parents listen to ABC and local. So that energy is what I tended to know, tend to know. And Triple J back then was a lot more laid back. So I find it so confronting when I listen to commercial radio, like it's just yeah. so like intense. Like it's, I don't know. I think I've talked about this before, but it is just so intense. It's just like, whoa, okay, we're gonna do this. You better sit deep, just one of us, shit. Get get over there, I see my All right, now we got Kings of Taylor Swift, but we've put a beat to it. <laughs> okay, that was Taylor Swift there, and you're not going to somebody- and it's just like, oh my god, this is- how? Why would you listen to that while you're driving? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well and, and then occasionally the way to do it, Mish, if you want to be a part of this is I'll just do that and then you just go Aww Occasionally. So it's hey, you've get come on, my it's about come on, send him to same. we're gonna go into the helicopter brought to you by Oh no, let's get a game you, man. Alright, here we are with uh scan of right. yeah.
2: <laughs> We could do radio.
0: No, we couldn't. <laughs>
2: Well, no. I actually like a lot of. I often wish that I'd done radio, like mm. out of uni or something like that, mm. because it looks like fun. But also, everyone I know who works in radio says it's not what it's hyped up to be. But I won't go into that too much more because it's people could guess who I was talking about. But um, no, I've we know always a few wanted people,
0: to, but don't go into details.
2: I won't go into <laughs> details. Um, but also like. It's so competitive, like, uh, radio. Like, it's all well and good for me to be like, I'd like to try and get into it. I'm fighting against Fifi Boxman. Like... (laughs) It's this
0: strange thing, like, whenever I go into, like, the foyer of a radio station, commercial radio, it's like the person bringing you a water Mm. would kill, would kill anyone in that office to get their position on the path to, like, having a month in breakfast radio, like, would oh. kill them.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's also ruthless. Like, I think about the jobs I've had in the past where if I fuck up or I'm not really trying hard enough or whatever, I get brought into the office and it's kind of like, Michelle, do a little bit better. And it's like, okay. Whereas in radio, if you're just not – if you're not getting the listens, you just get fired. It's not yeah. like they go – all right, well, you know, we bring in HR to talk about, like, this and, like, you know, this is a little oh, a little slap on the wrist because you you slacked up. No, you just get... No.
0: It's literally, <laughs> like, ten years. You do ten years. You do country radio. You do weekend radio. You do, like, late-night radio. Then you get randomly assigned with a person one day. Yeah. And then, like, they randomly put you with a person and then if, if there's not good energy with that person and they'll put you with other people or maybe you'll just like go away with that person. They'll randomly put you with that person and that may be the person you work with for the next 10 years <laughs> and you keep working, it's 10 years of that shit and then then they put you on the morning, they put you on in the breakfast and if it doesn't get listens immediately, which it won't yeah. because you're not Kyle and Jack, yo, if it doesn't get yeah. <laughs> it listens immediately within six months, you're fired. You're done. Yeah, but not only
2: are you fired, you will never work in radio again. Yeah, and you just went through all of that. You went through all of that to never, and then then what you end up doing is twenty minute corporate events. <laughs>
0: literally, literally. literally, literally, that is literally what happens. Uh, and then like, maybe they put them back happens. to midnight, and then it's like because it's like. For me, right, for me, if I was in commercial radio, I'd get to breakfast, I wouldn't, but I'd get to breakfast and I'd be like, this is exhausting and they'd go, "Hey, you're not getting the numbers. You're off to midnight, back to midnight radio." I'd be like, "Woohoo!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> would you rather do would you rather do breakfast or would you rather do midnight?
0: Oh, they would both be pretty terrible at my age. I think there would have been a time where I would have rathered midnight radio. But now I. Because it's
2: less pressure.
0: Yeah, less pressure. But Mm. also, like, it would fuck you. Like, graveyard shift, I Mm. feel like one night a week where you're going Mm. till like 3 a.m. at our age, like post 27, I feel like Mm. fucks you for the entire week. So if you just did Saturday, Sundays, you would be fucked. You'd just be like, well, there goes any sense of health.
2: Yeah, that was actually it's funny you say that. A really, really defining moment into coming into adulthood was when my sleeping changed. Mm-hmm. And like now for me, a sleep in, like a pro, like you wake up is like eight thirty, nine 9 mm. o'clock.
0: And I mean, and I'll stay in bed all day, but that's oh, yeah, I'll stay, usually that's, a bad sign. Yeah, that's about not about adulthood. That's that's that's
2: because we're depressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's not because we're old. That's because we're sad. Uh, uh, I like, but now like my body weight and I I can't function beyond midnight. Mm. And like, granted, I haven't been out for a while. So it's going to be very interesting to see what it's like if I go out at night. But I can't go beyond midnight anymore. Mm-hmm. And no, not because like my body won't keep up. True. But also I don't want to. Mm. Like I don't, nothing good happens after midnight. Like, Mm -hmm. and especially if you don't drink and I don't really drink, Mm. like there's a certain point where the people that you go out with, if they're drinking, there's a certain point where your levels change completely and you just, they can't relate to you and you can't relate to them and all I want to do is come home and have a shower and sit in a giant T-shirt on the couch. I could watch TV past midnight. Mm. I think I could do that but I don't think I could go out like, I couldn't have anyone look at me past midnight. Something it's, happens to my face and body
0: it, past the, midnight. The first time you go to a party sober, which, mm. you know, was much later in life for me than it should have been, but the first time you go to a party sober, you realise that objectively parties are terrible and boring. Like, anything. <laughs> like, it's the <laughs> idea of, like, if you removed... It's just this notion of like do you know what's fun is spending hundreds of dollars hundreds of dollars on drinks that aren't that yummy while yeah. music is played very loudly and you talk to people
2: like it's just But like-, like if you said that to me at 22 I'd be like that sounds like a really good night.
0: Mm but like but but, but like Like, really, though, if someone said to you, okay, we're going to put you in a room with hundreds of people, you only know two of them, and we're going to (laughs) play music very, very, very loudly, Um, some of the music you like, some of it you don't, you don't get to choose the music, and um, there's no food, and and most of the drinks are, like, a little bit, like, make you go, yeah. And that's that, and they all cost ten dollars a cup. Yeah, and like if that, like completely removed of context and completely removed of those drinks having any effect on your psyche, that doesn't sound like fun at any age, does it?
2: No, no, it doesn't. But like even now, though, and maybe it is because it's been like a year and two years almost since I've had like a A big night out. Not because I don't have friends, but because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Believe me, my I would I have so many friends that want to party with me. Mm-hmm. They want to party hard.
0: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we can't. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um there is a part of me that would love to have a, a night like that because I don't remember what they're like. But I know that an hour and fifteen minutes into that, I'll be like, Oh, I don't like this.
0: It's very <laughs> you know physically I mean? demanding. Dancing is yeah. very physically demanding. I love
2: a dance though. Like a I sober do. Dance?
0: And I, If you do, that's wonderful. Please prove me wrong. No,
2: no. See, what I love is a wedding. I love weddings. and I Sober wedding? No. (laughs) But, see, I don't drink. I don't drink, but I do drink. I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I'm not a drinker, but Mm. I don't say to people that I don't drink often because I do drink at weddings. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because I'm a cheap pov bitch and the booze Mm -hmm. is free. And the booze be free. But also because with weddings, generally speaking... They're incredibly positive. Mm -hmm. Like no one wants to fuck up a wedding. It's not like there's going to be some sort of brawl or a fight
0: or like. You're not drinking for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And it's just full of love and everyone's so happy. And the dancing is great because the music is always super kitsch and like super twee and you're just like, I love this. And it's
0: not too loud. It's not too loud. You can go and talk at the tables, you know
2: yeah exactly you can sit down if you want to like it's just that kind of i love that I love that
0: I would argue though mm. no i'm 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 setting a bad example i it, it's if you if you've got a problem with drinking, go sober parties are still fun, okay <laughs> 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 I stopped drinking and I have not looked back. I love parties still. <laughs> Everything Mish just said about weddings is absolutely true. When you're sober, it's not just sitting around with some family and a lot of people you don't know. Well,
2: <laughs> Are you not a fan of a wedding?
0: No, I like a wedding. I like a wedding. I suspect we, as um, artists, um, our friendship group gets is getting married is going to get married later in life than other people mm. our age, oh, and yeah. I suspect that weddings are still novel to us but I think most people our age would probably agree with what I'm about to say and I think in about five years we're going to feel it. I think that weddings are fun now but might become the twenty firsts of our early to mid-30s.
2: Maybe. Yeah, that might be right. Weddings are still a bit like I've only been to, I've been to half a dozen weddings in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Now my imagine. Life of, one I or went two to one every weekend
2: month,
0: yeah. And you can't say no to a wedding.
2: You can't really say no to a wedding can you? But like we have some friends of ours like, I don't think we should say their names. We have some friends of ours that have a wedding coming up very soon. Mm. I'm so excited for that wedding because mm. they're the first of our group of mates to get married, married like like with our like immediate group of friends. Mm. And I'm so and also because we all haven't seen each other in a while and I just want to like, you know. That'd be fucking great. But all, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't miss being 22, but I miss the attitude <laughs> towards me. You know,
0: this, this is the thing I always say to people when they're like, Do you miss being 20, 22? I'm like, I miss being 22, but I don't want to be a 32 year old doing, be, pretending to be a 22 year old. Do you know what I mean? That's how I work. Yes, it. it's that's like, perfectly I said. I would love to be 22 again from time to time. Yeah. But like we I did don't some want to great house, house parties. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, we had. Party. Oh, listen here, listeners, and this is not a joke. This is this is for real. Zach and I, li- if you can believe it, us two cool, cool, cool groovy kids, dudes, yeah. we lived in a party house at uni.
0: So we like, were, we threw all the parties. All
2: yeah, the, we had parties. all the parties, and that that to me is so insane because I the thought of hosting a party now mm. nightmare. Mm. Fuck it, but then – and it was fucked because we'd have – and there'd be so many people at these house parties because we were in regional Victoria and, they're like, it was quite an insular community and so that everyone went to the same fucking parties. Mm. We'd have all these people over and then we'd all go to bed at, like, 4 a.m. with God knows who and we'd wake up in the morning and the house would smell – I still have like weird flashbacks to the smell of our mm. house. Mm. The morning after a house party, it smelt like goon because it was just goon a flowing, like box mm. wine, box wine as far as the eye could see. And every, fa- every single person at that party would have spilled at least, at least half a glass of goon and juice. Mm. And then they'd go outside and they'd trudge mud through. So it's mm. like goon and mud. And then at some point in the party, there would have been some fuckhead, probably a graf- graphic design student who lit a cigarette inside. Mm. So that would make it stink too. And we would just sit hungover in that
0: filth. And like, like, filth. like, like filth. Like filth. Like bottles everywhere. And, like, I want to really...
2: Often people in our lounge room that morning who just passed out there and it's like, oh, hey, how you going, Steve?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and often, like, and the other thing was, like, yeah, Steve was often the guy that was there, but we liked Steve. Um, (laughs) Steve was cool. Steve was cool. Steve was was the... um, But there's often, like, like the the smell of alcohol because all the alcohol was so cheap. That like you know how bad alcohol tastes of alcohol and good alcohol doesn't Mm. like the smell of alcohol because it all kind of came together and actually stings your nose a little bit.
2: Alcohol and sugar, the mixture, Mm. and and it was sickly sweet
0: smell. Oh,
2: and everything was sticky. Like you would put, and your socks would stick to the ground and then rip. Like oh, it was foul. Did you know, by the way, before we'll launch into the movie right after this comment? But Steve is now a, a professional pianist. Yeah, I
0: believe that. He was always yeah. a wonderful pianist.
2: Wonderful pianist, but, like, I'm so happy for Steve. <laughs> like, he
0: was an yeah, excellent Yeah, we really like Steve. Steve was know, the best. Steve was the kind of guy that you'd be like, yeah, stay, sleep on the couch. You, mm-hmm. The issue was the people that, like, where, where they would see you, um, anyone that, like, they'd see the people that live in the house, anyone mm-hmm. that the people that live in the house were going to sleep with have mm-hmm. sex with sexual mm-hmm. intercourse with and Steve and they'd go oh this is still a party yeah and it's like no 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 no, no. that that's the person <laughs> that was a problem is yes. the the person that was like you're not one of the you're not you don't live here
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're not going to sleep on the couch and you're not going to have sex with any of those people
2: yeah why
0: are you still here and why are you playing this music i want to go to bed
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> Even at that point, even though he was such a nice guy, you just know that like Steve was like, "Why is this cunt here?"
0: Mm. Like, even I Steve. didn't, I, and
2: then and Steve would be kind of apologetic about it, like, "Sorry that, uh, sorry that I'm not going to say, it. sorry that he's still here
0: or she." It's a this, she. that one's hypothetical.
2: Yeah, that one's hypothetical. Um, but if you listened, Steve, long time we love no you, Steve. see. You know, we listening. love you, Steve. Steve was um, you, great. Always, really you always you always folded Steve. your blanket after. Steve was um, just
0: very chill hmm. Anyway, great great chat about Steve uh, Let's <laughs> anyway, talk about let's, froggy, froggy snakes
2: <laughs> Frogs for snakes
0: Frogs um, for snakes
2: A big shout out to all of our uh, Instagram followers Who sourced this film for us Because like I said in my spoiler warning It was really hard to find But thank you to uh, There were three of you I believe I don't have your names down I'm so sorry but I'm thinking of you Um, And you sent us some very legal links. We
0: very legally watched it.
2: We very legally watched this film, of course, and so thank you for your legal links. Um, I'll jump straight into the
1: blurb for this film. Love it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, An indie comedy slash
2: thriller written and directed by Amos Poe. I haven't seen any other films by this dude, but based solely on the cover art of the other films he's made, I reckon they're probably a bit fucking weird too. Frogs for Snakes is from the year 1998, but it has serious 1993
0: vibes. Oh, my God. Love that.
2: (laughs) Uh, This film... Uh, This film follows Eva, played by Barbara Hershey. Uh, She's an out-of-work actress that also does a bit of debt collection for her ex-husband, a producer by the name of Al. The debt collection is the kind with a gun, not the legal kind with paperwork. Eva also hangs out with a bunch of other struggling actors and together they all talk about theatre a lot, often breaking off into weird monologues from various plays and films that not many people would have heard of. Uh, this film also stars Debbie Massa, the villain from Beethoven 2, who I am obsessed with, Anne-Marie, who was the alien in Mars Attacks, and Ron Perlman from Hellboy. Uh, John Leguizamo plays Zip, Eva's sort of new boyfriend, also a struggling actor who is very good at sex and being sexy, spending most of his screen time topless, post-coitus with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He's in one scene and then he is shot by another struggling actor who is trying to prove his worth to Al, the producer, so that he'll cast him in his next show.
0: Great. Great. Um...
2: I fucking love Debbie Messer. People know who I'm talking about. Uh, She is the villain from Beethoven 2 who has Missy, the female St. Bernard, Uh, And she runs around with like her partner. I don't know if it's her boyfriend or whatever, but she's great. And I was obsessed with her as a kid, like obsessed with her. I have a feeling, I have a feeling in like year three or four, I wrote like a 400 word essay on your favourite villain and it was about her. Wow. So if you want a good villain, watch Beethoven too. She's also in an episode of Friends, the Mm. one where Rachel gives birth and um, Rachel uh, isn't dilating. Uh, Mm. and she's getting really mad because all these other women are coming through and having their babies before her. Everyone remembers that episode. And then there's a woman who comes in with her husband and she keeps calling him stupid bastard. She's like, don't you look at my husband like that, you stupid bastard. That's her. Mm. I am obsessed with her.
0: She's (laughs) in so much. I'm just like... She would be an excellent... Like, I didn't
2: even know her name. Mm. I didn't even know her name, but, like, I have loved her. I have loved her for years.
0: Do you know who, um, is like the ultimate of the career revival? Like the ultimate of these actors at the moment is, um, this is off the topic of this, but like, um, Hacks, you know, Hacks, it's on HBO Max in the U S and Stan in Australia. Um, I'll find who's in it. I can't, I can't remember the name of the actor, but she's like the like hero of all of these actors because she was that right. And she's Mm -hmm. like. Um, Jean Smart Right And if you look mm-hmm. her up She's now an Emmy Award winner She's like a lead in Hack She's in Mayor of Easttown She was in Watchmen Like she's just had a year A couple of years Where she's cut through But mm-hmm. she was that actor And this movie This movie the, This um, Frogs for Snakes I think is the highest ratio Of like Gene Smart's Gene Smart's not in this movie, but Gene Smart's I've ever seen in a film. Like the amount of actors in this film that I was like either I knew, like uh, Robbie Coltrane or um, Ron Perlman, or I was like, fuck, I know them. I cannot name a single thing they're in. Yes. But I know them. And yes. the, if they just had one good, really good, mm. chunky, meaty role, they yes. could be winning Emmys right now. Do you know what I mean? Like they just need 100%.
2: Yes. yes. Like that's exact that I, the amount of people in this film, I reckon 80% of the cast, mm. I looked them up because I was like, I know them. Like mm. Where, Like, even um, Barbara Hershey, who plays the, essentially, oh. I suppose, the protagonist of this film, although it's all a bit blurry, I was like, where do I fucking know? It's from Beaches. Yeah. She's in Beaches. She's and I was like, f- oh, I know you. Yeah. It was amazing. But also like, everyone in this film, everyone in this film wears a fucking wig. Like Lisa Rinna's in-
0: husband's in it? Who's? Lisa Rinna from Real Housewives. Husband, who does he play? Uh, The blonde guy, Harry Hamlin. He's in it. He's in it. Rumours about him caused the biggest drama in that show. Anyway, that's a little (laughs) Um, cutback, flashback to the Jen episode. It was was
2: interesting. What I will say, though, about this film Mm -hmm. is that I feel like it was very much written and made for actors. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think that if someone who is not interested in theatre or acting or even, not even just actors but, like, acting students, people who are actively pursuing a career in Mm. acting, I feel like this film was made purely for them because I don't know how relatable it would have been for somebody who hasn't studied or has a passion or a burning desire for it. Because what I will say is that I think a lot of people who don't, haven't studied acting or who aren't don't hang around a lot of actors, would see these characters and be like, what a bunch of wankers and what a satirical kind of uh take on on that character. Whereas there was a big, big, big part of me that was watching it and just going, Yeah, so <laughs>
1: because <laughs> I
2: know those people. And like I uh, like I do. And um that kind like I just can't imagine that a lot of people would have seen the irony. And does, and that in itself sounds like a line from the film because it sounds fucking wanky. But, yeah, does that make sense?
0: I understand. I, I, was, I really, you know, when you watch a movie and you're like, mm-hmm. you're half watching it, it's kind of on and you're doing some stuff and then, like, you're kind of half paying attention and then, like, then you kind of start watching it more and then and then you're like, "Is this a criticism of the film, or did I just miss the link? because this what you're saying is so true, it's a very bordering on naturalistic representation of yeah. middling actors going about their lives, mm. right also, they have guns and kill each other. Yes, right, but I don't know if there's ever really a point. Yeah. where it is really explained to us yeah. why they are doing both of those things.
2: No, yeah, exactly. I is think that right? Was... And
0: that wasn't me just missing no. the scene.
2: No, because, like, I also, about halfway through this film, lost a bit of interest in it. Right, yeah,
0: be... see, we did, a, like, a reverses, you know. Oh, I okay, was like... no,
2: so the first half, oh, cool, we could meet somewhere in the middle. Um, first <laughs> half I was like, ooh, Ooh, I could get into this little bit of indie indie wank. And I did think to myself, I'm like, I reckon Zach might like this movie.
0: Ah, that's because a... of
2: the because of the indie nature. Okay, but, that's what you but... think of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 I um, hear you, I hear you, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. um it, it like it I I like it was it was it I, it just lost my interest because it was a little bit wishy washy in the themes. And like like you said, it was like this kind of naturalistic depiction of very unnatural people, which are actors. If you took <laughs> or people out, who really hmm?
0: if you took out the guns mm. and the killing, I feel yeah. like nothing would have changed. Like not really. Yeah, that's fair to say. Like there was no like I was just like, why are they shooting each other? And yeah. I think that was kind of the idea. It was like satire. But I was like, why are they? And she'd be like, hey, I, I really want to get into this play. Um, but but also I kill the man. I'm like, why did you do that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, kill that
0: person. Yeah,
2: it was very, very odd. Like, yeah, very odd. Um, a, a, a bit, it was just a, a little bit, dare I say... Mm. a little bit too odd for me. Mm. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Like I mean people like I and I, I love a bit of wank. I can <laughs> swim in a pool. I could I could swim in a pool of fucking wank water
1: mm-hmm.
2: for days on end. Not a problem. Mm. But this one was just the water was just not warm enough, I think. That's that's um,
0: totally fair, Mish. Yeah. I, I um I but
2: but I stuck with it because I fucking love um what's her fucking name so much. That one. Debbie Mazer. Love her.
0: I um I yeah, no, I totally hear you on that. I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. You know how everyone talks about how um, Keanu Reeves never ages? Yeah. They're like, Keanu Reeves, he never ages, right? But it's like, you look at Keanu Reeves in the early 90s, he looks like he's in his early 20s. Yeah. And now he looks like, you know, he looks really, really good for someone in their 40s, right? But clearly he ages, just maybe slowly and well, Yes, Better argument for Paul Rudd. But I think with Paul Rudd, it's like he ages, but he ages with no change to his facial structure. At no, all. Paul
2: Paul Rudd does uh, doesn't age too much. Paul Rudd though looks—you can see his career progression in terms of money. Like in Clueless, <laughs> you can watch Clueless and go, "I don't think he's got a lot of money," and then you can turn around and watch Ant Man and go, "He looks exactly the same age, but he got some money."
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. it's like yeah. it's like. Um, It's like there's a direct... With Paul Rudd, there's a direct exchange from the tightness of youth to the tightness of money in a very direct... The graph is so yes. direct that it's a fundamentally different look, but it equals the same number. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. No, but my thing is, right, if you truly want an actor that I think doesn't age because he looked 32 in 1997 and he looks 32 now, like exactly 30, it's Justin yeah. Thoreau. Justin Thoreau has not aged... He wasn't beat. in this film, was he? Yes, he was. He was the guy with the blonde he hair. Was fl-
2: he was.
0: That guy. That was
2: him. Yes, that has was
0: him. Not, admittedly, I thought the movie was made in 1992 before I looked it up. But that guy has not aged <laughs> at all. And it's not because he has a baby face. Often people are like, baby face? He hasn't aged. It's like, no, they just got a baby face. Now they're an old person yeah. with a baby. This guy has looked 32, like a a really solid Great-looking 32 for at least 20 years.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's kind of like... Uh, Steve Martin has looked Around about 51 since he Was 20
0: yes yes Steve Martin <laughs> So perfect. now
2: that Steve Martin is like 75 he looks great <laughs> But there was a period Of time in there where Steve Martin Looked 50 and he was in his 20s It's
0: like um, George Clooney Remember when people used to be like how old do you Think George Clooney is and, and people Would be like 52 mm, and they'd be like, like mm. No he's actually early 40s and you'd be Like wow mm. he looks good but it's the grey Hair I suppose and then like mm. one day he was fifty-two, and I was like, "How old do you reckon George Clooney is?" like fifty-two. It was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that that's that <laughs> little fun thing caught up." <laughs> no,
2: it doesn't work anymore.
0: But Justin Theroux is in this movie, and I—that was a moment where I wasn't looking, and I looked up, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's Justin Theroux with a little." I didn't hair. even
2: because the the very legal version that we watched. Um, wasn't the clearest version. Even though it was legal, mm. uh, it wasn't the clearest version of the film, I think. Um, but no, how much did this have early 90s vibes? The fact that this movie came out after Romeo and Juliet blows my fucking mind mm. because... John Legs, I would love to talk about him for just a couple of minutes in well, yeah, this film, the, if I may. that's
0: the uh, thesis of the podcast, so I think um, it's probably let's, go,
2: let's travel back in time, shall we, to episode number three that we did of this podcast, if you can remember, Body Count. mm
0: mm-hmm.
2: Body Count was great, <laughs> mm. but genuinely uber entertaining, right? Episode number three, loved it. Would genuinely be interested in watching it again, actually. Um Big body count vibes he's got he's got long curly hair um he's kind of pale uh he's hot and this is sexy Luigi for sure but what I find really interesting now that you and I have come to this conclusion that within the sexy legs pocket there's this leg mm. this although it took place during his leg was era to me is so far removed from leg was hollywood
0: i cannot agree with you more oh, i'm watching beautiful. this movie and i'm thinking oh wow i think we because i didn't know when it was made and i was like i think we need to make a new era we really need to define the baby legs to Sexy, sexy Luigi. Luigi transformation stage. We mm. need to give it a name. Maybe we have, and I can't remember, but I was like, I think we need to really nail in on that transitional phase because mm. that's what this is. He's still got the baby face going on. He's not quite a fully formed sexy Luigi yet. Yeah. Yet this was made two or three years after he played Luigi. Yeah. Crazy stuff. <laughs> it, it's insane, but I also just looked
2: up Body Count then, and it was actually made the same year as Body Count, which makes sense. When was
0: Body Count made?
2: Nineteen ninety-eight
0: was. Bo- I thought Body Count was like ninety-two, ninety-three. Same. Same man Oh my god This I is don't like, know, this, do has know what this is thrown me like, it, This is like those moments in like um, archaeology Where they're like You're off by 100,000 years These guys came after those And it's like what the fuck This is
2: what I'm getting this is, this is what I'm vibing
0: This is feathers on the dinosaur the, stuff
2: I feel like 19, <laughs> I feel like 1998 mm-hmm. A standalone year As a standalone year Was a year where John Leguizamo maybe went, hold on, Mm -hmm. I was phenomenal in Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. Why did I not get the recognition I deserve for doing such an Mm -hmm. amazing job? And hold on a second, fucking five years ago, I made a life-changing decision to not be in Philadelphia and to be in Super Mario Brothers. Maybe it all kind of hit him in 1998 and he kind of rejected Hollywood a little bit. Mm. And just for the year, he just needed a year off where he let his hair grow out
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and he kind of, like, he's still delicious looking. Do not get me wrong. He's sexy in this film. But... It isn't that ripped bod. It isn't that tight tight thigh muscle Leguizamo that we're so used to in the Hollywood era. So I feel like I would be really interested to know what happened to him in 1998, like what kind of a year that was for him.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Um, I reckon – I just reckon that was a year for, for Johnny Legs to kind of go stick it to Hollywood a little bit while still doing film.
0: I, can I propose something, Mish, that's like a little... This is going to be a tough pill to swallow.
2: Yeah.
0: I think we, when we came onto this podcast, we knew about Luigi. We knew about yeah. Super Mario Brothers and we built a lot of our findings and our feelings around that concept. I think now we have more information in front of us and if we're going to approach this... Ages of John Leguizamo in a properly scientific way, we need to um, accept that maybe some of our findings early on are comparable to the findings of Freud. Yeah. Are comparable to the finding, like I said, when they, like, we can keep on going with those scaly, skeletal dinosaurs, or we can accept that they were plump little feathered things. Mm -hmm. And I think what we need to do in the interest of scientific accuracy is let go of some of our earlier findings and say, look, there's some stuff about the 90s that we don't know. Yeah. That we've gone with this. I kind of think en- like the whole 90s, like I think we can kind of confidently say the spun the spun Moulin Rouge era, I'm pretty happy with saying is the Legos Hollywood era, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty ha- happy with that. But I think we really need to break open the 90s and go and really yeah. start from the start. I um, agree with
2: you, though. I'm so glad that you said it um, because every time we watch a film from the 90s, mm. I just, I'm just so thrown, Zach. Like 100% sexy Luigi is a thing mm-hmm. and I respect it.
0: Sexy but- Luigi and Romeo and Juliet are tapping into a similar thing, right? Yes. But I don't know if that we can build eras around them, because they might be outliers in the. But maybe not. I think we I'm just not need ready to. Re- to I'm re- not ready. I'm it. not
2: ready for that. I just think that we need to be open to what the '90s was for Johnny Legs.
0: I think so too. And I think I, so too. And
2: hopefully, maybe by the end of this whole podcast pro. pro Success, mm-hmm. we've become really good friends with Johnny Legs, and we mm-hmm. can just after we we've recorded our final Leguizamo Rama episode, and we send we do our final send off, mm-hmm. and we say thank you so much for listening. We hang up, Zoom and Garage Band, and we mm. go and have a coffee I think with our I, mate. I, legs. I hope we're
0: doing it in person <laughs> in three years time, Ish.
2: Fingers crossed, uh, and we go and have a coffee with our friend Johnny Legs, and we're like, hey man. Um, just in our findings, in our watchings, um, what were the what were the '90s like for you? And we'll and we'll truly then then we'll know.
0: Here's what I'm proposing. Okay. And this is this is my like, my proposal involved a coffee with John Leguizamo, so yours better be fucking good. Well, I think what your proposal that's going to get to the spirit of the thing. That's going to get to. Yeah. But in terms of scientific accuracy, in terms of archaeological integrity, I propose, and this is. You know, when we publish this paper, this is going to be as controversial as when they decided Pluto was no longer a planet.
2: Oh, that was a big day.
0: <laughs> what I'm proposing, Mish, <laughs> yeah. is we say that baby legs, we know baby legs. Oh, We yeah. know of baby legs. We know baby legs up until, I'm going to say with confidence,
2: mm-hmm.
0: big jacketed baby legs, I'm going to say with confidence Miami Vice. I say with confidence regarding Henry maybe maybe i think regarding henry i just want to leave on the table and and let me just tell you why i think we've got baby legs which we know with confidence little man big jacket maybe regarding henry but i don't want to i want to leave it open at the other end of the spectrum at around 2001 i think with confidence leg was hollywood that spun that's that uh that's that spun that's him doing television interviews with long-sleeved black tees it's yep. Moulin Rouge.
2: Yeah, gold like chain. Lazzle he loved Hollywood. a gold chain.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to propose that from Miami Vice to to, to 2001 span Moulin Rouge era. Mm-hmm. We the gotta leave, We gotta. We gotta. We gotta leave that open, and we gotta really just take a step back and over the next few podcasts talk about what we think that era was and really reassess, let go of what we thought because I think that sexy Luigi, it's the wrong thing to hang it off and we need to look at the evidence and just go, look, what our findings is right now, what our feelings are is we know about baby legs, we know about was Hollywood and we need to reassess the 90s. What are you? What are your feelings
2: on that? It's hard. I don't like to let go of sexy Luigi because he's so important to all of, in all of our we lives. We might well
0: find a sexy Luigi. You know, we might well find. Oh, him.
2: I'm I'm confident that sexy Luigi is in there. I am I am confident in our in our findings. I am mm-hmm. confident in his in his sexiness. That mm-hmm. sexy Luigi is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But I hear what you're saying, and I am open. I'd be very, very interested to hear what the listeners have to say because mm-hmm. i they might be quite attached to sexy Luigi now, no. just because you're attached to the idea of something yeah. doesn't mean it's right
0: you know we we're, we're talking like this is not the Leguaza, this is not the leg was a religion no this is the Leguaza, Leguaziance.
2: <laughs> these are the we are
0: Zach and Mish are a couple of leg scientists. We so, have a process. of we're science scientists. And the power we have is that we are able to let the evidence tell us when we're wrong. And, Mish, I think we might mm. be wrong and I think we have to. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't sexy as Luigi. Mm. Now, I'm not yeah. saying he didn't play sexy Luigi. Now, yeah. I'm not saying sexy Luigi needs to leave the lexicon. What I'm saying is we need mm. to just give the 90s a rest and dig into that. That's, that's I, I think, the I next think few months of this podcast.
2: And I think no, and I hear what you're saying, and I'm hey, I'm I'm talking to you listener now directly who is who is attached to the the sexy Luigi. Um, me too, and I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I think it's time that we do embrace science. Um, I think it's time that uh, we that you have to accept that Zach and I are, you know, qualified Lego scientists.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and Lego as, scientists, as qualified Lego scientists scientists. Yeah um and as qualified legwood scientists, mm-hmm. um i think it's best that you that you trust us mm-hmm. um and maybe not go and listen to say what a joe rogan thinks and base your entire mm-hmm. belief system off uh google or facebook mm-hmm. um and maybe listen to us a little bit more
0: you know and you, like look we might egg on face we might land on where we're at but I think we've Mm. just got to throw it open come back to it and I think focus on that over Mm. the next next few weeks or months let's let's get to the bottom of this what were Mm. the 90s let's lay it out I think we can really do some good work here um it excites me it Mm. it it, it really gives me a sense of purpose yeah um because I just don't know man Mm. I just don't know uh, that's and sometimes it's okay to to be to be yeah. on that point. My next point is the nineties um, armos. The nineties armos, you know.
2: Yeah. Who knows what was happening in the nineties armos?
0: What was the order? What what was the sense there? Was 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 sexy Luigi, baby Luigi, done up? Mm. Was it an early version? Of, we just don't know. And I really mm. I don't want to get caught up in. Conjecture here And I I don't want to get caught up In in those old ideas I think we've got to start From the start Um, Second point is How come Kristen Ritter Was in this film She would have been a baby then (laughs) 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 I don't know There was a lady That looked a lot like Kristen Ritter (laughs) Really? Yeah the one with the dress That was all like I think bad at acting But maybe not I don't know That's Anne-Marie Now who's Anne-Marie?
2: Anne-Marie is a model who, have you seen Mars Attacks?
0: Uh, Lisa, Lisa Marie? Oh, I've maybe it is Lisa her. Marie. No, I don't. I, I've said that in a way that like it's like I, I just Googled her when you said Marie. Mm. Oh, wow.
2: She, so have you seen Mars Attacks? Yeah. She is the alien in Mars Attacks.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. Mars Attacks is very funny. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but fuck for funny.
0: She was engaged to Tim Burton. Get out. Well, that makes sense. Burton abruptly ended their relationship following the premiere of 2001's Planet of the Apes, which he directed.
2: Tim Director Burton Hel- directed Bonham- Planet Carter. of the Apes? Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck off. There's like, a, <laughs> there's like an amount of money that when he yeah. goes, there's a budget that when he goes over it, hmm. oof,
2: there's a lot. Um, what what is your Leguistamo rating for frogs for snakes?
0: Oh man, I don't a know. A title Anything that anymore. makes
2: no sense to me. No, at don't all. you
0: understand? It's the quote from the thing at the end. The frogs were her friends. The snakes, the hitmen actors, and she has learnt not much, but to not <laughs> fatten up the frog friends for her snake hitmen's. Why were As they killing done. them? I don't know,
2: Zach. It was a. It was odd. It was a, It was an odd film. It was an odd film. Um, I okay. So based on the scene that we had Leguizamo in it, maybe, arguably, my favourite scene in the film because of Leguizamo, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was this very sexy. You got <laughs> we, did, you got his,
0: we got to see his
2: bottom. We did. You to see We got to see his bottom, um, and him doing the sex and doing lots of kisses in bed and he, a Marlon Brando impression. That was actually quite good.
0: That's the, yeah. I love it when they let him do a little bit of his one man show. Yeah, vibes. yeah.
2: He did a very good little Marlon Brando impression, and it was hot. And I liked it. And it was it was a sexy. It, it was sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would give I would give this film two and a half Leguizamos because it didn't really have Leguizamo-y vibes, um, but I really really enjoyed his scene. I always enjoy him, um, and yeah. I enjoy oh. I enjoy a long long curly haired Leguizamo.
0: Mish with trap. What yeah. what is more Leguizamo-y than a uh, than a than a film that underutilizes John Leguizamo? Preach bitch.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is nothing oh, more Leguizamo-y than yeah. than a great Compelling Leguizamo character killed mm. too early. And oh they yeah, killed there's him. nothing
2: there is nothing more Leguizamo-y than being disappointed that they kill Leguizamo.
0: That's the true Leguizamo feeling. That's the and true
2: Leguizamo feeling.
0: <laughs> that's why I give this film four Leguizamos. Beautiful. Because because they took away our Leguizamo. Which is so very Leguizamo. <laughs> after only one scene, that's the most Leguizamo disappointment. <laughs> that I've ever felt.
2: I I hate I hate to um copy you but I'll up it I'll up it a bit and give it 3 because yeah. you make a very very good point. I remember thinking that when he got shot. I was like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> Honestly, like I was watching, because it's quite early in the film that he dies, like first 15 minutes. Like he does his scene, I'm like, oh, yeah, like that's nice. And then literally immediately after that scene gets shot and I, I literally kind of threw myself backwards. I was like, oh, fuck off right now. Get fucked. Get fucked. Get fucked. Get fucked. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to uh, whatever fucking episode this is. We're... Where, Kind of edging towards the hundred episodes of
0: was rama
2: wow. at this point, edging we're not there yet, um you know, we're just teasing the number, <laughs> but um we'll get there soon, I'm sure uh, and, uh
0: <laughs> I just can't wait i, I got to say, get ready because I think we're digging in we're digging into nineLe was the nineties. Yeah. I feel that, man. That's that's a it's a big task. So let us know mm. your thoughts. Um, keep us on board. We're recording this ahead of time, so it might yeah. be weird, but we're going to really dig into this, and uh, it's going to be good stuff.
2: Zach, what should Tom close this out with? <laughs>
0: um, something, uh, something. F- I I would love. I mean, I would love mm. for him to close it out with a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Features a lot of uh, people doing monologues from oh, their favourite plays. Wait, so Tom, Tom, Tom doing the monologue. Yeah, Tom yeah. doing. I'm thinking Willie Lerman or whatever his name is from Oh yeah, My Son. Please, All I All am begging you please do that please just like a couple of
2: lines from death of a death of a salesman death of a please. salesman
0: uh, tom if you could do a bit of death of a salesman uh, you know that football boy maybe something from the crucible your choice just make it arthur miller we would love that yeah. tom,
2: oh my god that oh my god i honestly nearly came that was the most <laughs> that was oh, i'm so excited thank you so much for listening and take it away tom
0: You know why I had no address for three months? I stole a suit in Kansas City and I was in jail. I stole myself out of every good job since high school. And I never got anywhere because you blew me so full of hot air I could never stand taking orders from anybody.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: That's whose fault it is. It's goddamn time you heard this. I had to be big boss shot in two weeks, and I'm through with it.